Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 9th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, your first reminder of the day is that we have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,375. Even, wow, for a 2.5% gain. Ethereum settling at $370.54 for a 9.8% gain. Tether settling at $0.99 for a 0.1% loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.24 for a 3.9% gain. Fifth place, Chainlink settling at $12.97 for a 10.4% gain. Sixth place, Polkadot settling at $4.68 for a 9.3% gain. Nice. Seventh place, Bitcoin Cash, settling at $227.54 for a 2.1% gain. Eighth place, Binance Coin, settling at $24.23 for a 3.7% gain. Ninth place, Litecoin, settling at $48.72 for a 2.5% gain. Tenth place, Bitcoin SV, settling at $170.70 for a 1% gain. Alright, Crypto Nuts, that is your top 10 daily stats. And it looks like we're all in the green. We're looking pretty dang good. Now, if you took my advice yesterday and bought some cryptos, then that means you made some profit today. So, congratulations. Your overall total market cap is at $343.7 billion, up 4.7%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Cryptonauts, another reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Sharyua Malwa. Bitcoin wells moved millions during a weekend crash. Bitcoin wells shifted millions of dollars worth of the cryptocurrency over the weekend after a broader sell-off last Friday saw the price of Bitcoin plunge by 10%. According to data from on-chain tracker WellAlert, whale wallets, a colloquial term for holders owning larger amounts of Bitcoin, moved over 6,000 Bitcoin, approximately $60 million at current rates, to Asian exchange Huobi and OKX on September 5th alone, followed by another 2,000 Bitcoin worth roughly $20 million on September 6th. Malta-based Binance, one of the top exchanges by daily trading volume, only saw two large inflows of 1,175 Bitcoin and 1,000 Bitcoin, totaling around $23 million on September 5th, with no outbound transfers as per well alert. Apart from the exchange, Zappo, an institutional Bitcoin custodial service that claims to store user funds in ex-Swiss Army bunker, saw one large outflow of over 1,000 Bitcoin, around $10 million, to an unknown wallet and no inflows. Why were Wells moving Bitcoin? 
These particular Bitcoin whales movements aren't due to large investors and traders selling off their Bitcoin holdings. For security purposes, crypto exchanges and custodial services do not hold user funds on their hot wallets and regularly move cryptocurrencies based on market dynamics and demand. While movements by themselves don't necessarily affect the price of cryptocurrencies, it is nothing out of the ordinary. Every few days there are in and out transfers of 2,000, 3,000 Bitcoin from unknown wallets to OKX. Jonathan Leong, the founder of crypto exchange BTSE, told Decrypt. Alright, well, then then I don't have to sweat that then, right? Wait, hold on, what does it say? However, OKX CEO Jay Ho pointed out that tweet alerts like this can also serve a role in the spreading of FUD. He explained, since well alerts tweets have become synonymous with the incoming BTC dump, when funds are moved to an exchange, they often serve to pull the market down unnecessarily since we don't know the intention behind the BTC being moved. Nevertheless, the an- anonymity he argued, is one of the beauties of Bitcoin. No one can stop a transaction from happening, no one can interfere with the movement of anyone else, and no one can prevent anyone from dumping on the market if they wish, he said. With the freedom of financial sovereignty, we have to accept some trade-offs, and having no central actors interfering means that the market will inevitably make large moves, and not always in the way we want it. Meanwhile, the wallet's move came as Bitcoin followed a sell-off in the U.S. equity markets, shining the cryptocurrency's narrative of being a reliable hedge against the financial markets. All right, so that's interesting. Next news. Well, okay, so hold on. Let me just highlight that. Basically, what they're saying is that these large moves don't affect the stock market because they're. Uh, how do I say this? So exchanges will not put these large amounts of Bitcoin onto their exchange. If they belong to somebody, they will privately send them one to one. You know, so they'll they'll never actually hit the market. So, yes, we can vis- we can visually see the three thousand Bitcoin or one thousand Bitcoin being moved, but that doesn't mean that it hit the, hit the exchange. But what they can do now that these this anonymous person with this large amount of Bitcoin, what they can do now that they're in possession of it, is push it back into the market and pull it back down. So that's the bad part. But as of right now, it doesn't look like it hit the market. We're doing fine. No worries. Once again, if it does go down, that's that might be one of the reasons why somebody's dumping a lot of Bitcoin into the market, which doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with Bitcoin. That just means that there's a large supply available of Bitcoin on the market at the current time. So obviously everyone's trying to compete to sell the Bitcoin. That's why it's in the market. And if there's a lot of it, somebody's always trying to undersell or upsell into the market. So that's how that works. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Digital currency group acquires crypto exchange Luno. Wait, who did I? Scott Cipollina, yeah, okay. Digital currency group, a New York-based global enterprise that invests in blockchain companies, has acquired Luno, a crypto and digital asset exchange. DCG intends to grow Luno's presence in a crypto exchange in Africa, Asia, Europe, as well as regions of the world Luno has not yet operated in. The financial terms of the deal have not been disclosed, but the acquisition that promises to expand the availability of crypto and digital assets globally. Today's news is hugely exciting for us as we become DCG's main retail and consumer product offering Rupa Ramea, a global head of PR and communications at Luno, told Decrypt. In addition, 
Remeya said that the exchange is now one of the five whole owned subsidiaries and there is so much potential as to how we can work with the other companies in the group whilst maintaining our independence as a business as well as our brand. We are proud to have supported Luno in the, as an early investor and we recognize a shared commitment to bringing mission driven companies that can help transform trans, traditional finance services and improve economic freedom for people all over the world, said Barry Silbert, founder and CEO of DCG. All right, sounds good. I mean, bringing, bringing cryptos to more parts of the world is always a positive thing, especially in, in, comp- in, in countries that are hurting financially. You know, that's, that's a really good thing. Next news, written by Sharyua Malwa. Apocalypse warning and Bitcoin shilling on Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, Joe Rogan. Adam Curry gave a stark warning as he spoke on the Joe Rogan Experience, the popular podcast hosted by American comedian Joe Rogan, which I do like his podcast. I'm, I'm two thumbs up for, for Joe Rogan's podcast. I listen to it a lot. Um, and he offered some kind of solution. The apocalypse is coming and you're going to need a Bitcoin. At least one, Curry told Rogan. Curry, who, who heralded Bitcoin back in 2011, he's a self-confessed believer and even dabbled in mining the, the then-obscure obscure asset said that holding Bitcoin was a better bet than storing money at traditional banks. He noted that even startups from from Silicon Valley were similarly competing against banks by providing their own lucrative deals such as negative interest rates that pay the customers a customer to take a loan. Rogan had previously fielded an advertisement for Bitcoin wallets at Cash App on his show in August hosted Morgan Creek digital partner Anthony Pompliano and was one once gifted a whole Bitcoin by Bitcoin educator and Andreas Antonopoulos. Another person, if you don't know who, who Andreas Antonopoulos is, you need to check him out. On I, I watch him on YouTube. He is amazing. He's a, he's the one that really just put that nail in the coffin for me about Bitcoin. Okay, he's the one that made me a true believer of Bitcoin. So I, I watched I, early on when I started with with Bitcoin. I started messing with other cryptos out there. But as I continue to watch and truly understand what Bitcoin is truly about, that's what made me a true Bitcoin believer and why I, I to this day, I don't sell my Bitcoin. I buy it and I buy it and I, I just stack sats. That's all I do, stack sats, stack sats. All right? So, but despite all that, he still has some out, uh, outright reservations. Here's the question about Bitcoin. Why can't a competing cryptocurrency arise? And isn't there some sort of manipulation we have seen with all other cryptocurrencies, said Rogan. But Curry held out Bitcoin's long-standing position in the crypto market to answer that. Ten years, and Bitcoin has been the only one you cannot manipulate. All all other coins are based off of it, he said. Curry also cited the rampant inflation of the US dollar in the past decades as a reason. He told Rogan as an example that one could purchase a new truck back in the 1970s for $5,000 but that money may not be enough for the same product now. And unlike the dollar, Bitcoin's value has only gained. But Rogan didn't seem convinced. Ooh, come on, Joe Rogan. Come on. I know you'll get it. You'll get it eventually. Next news written by Liam Frost. Binance Uganda to delist the exchange owned... The exchange's own BNB... What? Binance Uganda... To delist the exchange's own BNB. Wow. 
Binance Uganda, the Eastern African arm of major cryptocurrency exchange Binance, has announced today that it will delist its international parent company native token Binance Coin BNB on September 17th at binance.co.ug. We periodically review the trading volume and liquidity of the assets we list to make sure our high level of standard is met. Unfortunately, when this trading standard is not met, their performance is subject to review and may result in the delisting of the coin or token, the exchange wrote. Whoa, so that means they're not selling their BNB token. I'm surprised. Considering that Binance Exchange is one of the... <clears throat> is actually, you know, it is the, the number one exchange in the world right, right now as of today. It is the largest exchange all around the globe. And their BNB token is pretty valuable all around the world. So I'm really surprised that, that they're, they're delisting that. I'll admit I don't actually own any BNB token. I own Bitcoin. Next news written by Adriana Hamacher. Minecraft NFTs coming this year as CoinCheck partners with Engine. Japanese crypto exchange CoinCheck has partnered with blockchain asset insurance platform Engine to develop a non-fungible token that can be used in a massively popular game, Minecraft. In its announcement today, CoinCheck, which has almost 3 million registered users and is the number one crypto exchange in Japan, said that Minecraft NFT will be launched on Engine's platform before the end of the year. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Let me see. We're scrolling on down. A $100 billion industry. Engine already enables the use of tokenized blockchain assets within Minecraft via its open source Engine Craft plugin. Players can link their engine wallets to use specialized blockchain assets such as weapons and tools and trade on blockchain assets with Minecraft's in-game inter interface. They can also view their own engine coins and Ethereum balance in real time. Interesting. Let's see. Ver uh, verifiably scarce tokens. The bulk of the collectible NFTs are built on ERC721, an Ethereum token standard that, that allows for ver verifiable scarce tokens. Currently, block uh, blockchain collectibles such as CryptoKitties CryptoPunks and what is it, Chili's football tokens account for the bulk of NFTs sold between 2017 and 2020, according to and Andrew Steinwald, a partner at Poly, Polynexus Capital and an ecosystem surrounding the fledgling industry and providing distribution, sales, and lending services secured by NFTs is rapidly spread, springing up. Yes. And if I recall correctly, uh, about a week or two ago, um, there was another news article saying that NFTs were booming in Japan. <clears throat> so, hey, that might be another thing to look into. Start, start uh, collecting those NFTs while they're cheap. Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Bitcoin miners are concerned by Bitmain's new rigs. Mining manufacturer Bitmain's upcoming mining rig, which plans to use smaller computing chips compared to older models, are facing backlash among miners due to concerns on their efficiency and output, according to news outlet Wu Blockchain. A brainchild of Bitmain co-founder McCree Zahn, the rig uses a tiny 5 nanometer sized computing chip, that is small, similar to those used in smartphones, to complete millions of calculations each second for mining Bitcoin. The firm's currently lineup uses relatively larger chips size 7 nanometers or 12 nanometers. However, the taker for the new machines are scant. The report said that while Zan is promoting the world's first 5 nanometer chip mining machine, 
to Chinese miners, the latter group is not convinced with the product. It adds it added that the chip are efficient in terms of energy consumption, but there is potential for serious problems to occur given their size, alongside little guarantee if they could indeed perform to the level of current products. Meanwhile, Jian Wu, previously the co-founder of Bitmain and currently the CEO of crypto finance firm Matrixport, said Zan is now close to being bankrupt and is resorting to selling problematic mining machines to withdraw funds, the report noted. Bitcoin miners expressed their concerns. Potential buyers confirmed their lack of interest in the 5 nanometer mining rigs. Bitcoin mining is now ultra-competitive and strategic players have longer time horizons than ever before. Thomas Heller, the former global business director of Bitcoin mining giant F2 Pool, told Decrypt. Heller added that it's, risk, it's a risky bet to take a huge gamble on the new 5 nanometer machines as an alternative and even second-hand options are still available for ASICs manufacturers or secondary markets. Interesting. You know, this might just be a fluke just for them to uh, <clears throat> just talk bad about the five nanometer uh, miners and have them just buy it all up. That that might be a thing. That might be a thing. Who knows? <sighs> Hopefully, they work. I would like to see uh, five nanometer. That's 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 amazing. Five nanometer machines. That's amazing. Emin, what is Emin? Emin, Emin Gush Shiren, Gush Gut, no, Emin, Emin Gun Shira, Emin Gun Shira is bullish about crypto in economic climate. Emin Gun Shira, associate professor of computing science at Cornell University, appeared on the Decrypt Daily podcast yesterday to discuss how COVID 19 has transformed the way we look at cryptocurrency. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has caused mass economic upheaval and crypto enthusiasts are looking on, to, looking on to see what role crypto assets can play amidst this period of global uncertainty. As people look for new ways to invest and do business with from home, Siren said crypto is poised to make an impact on the back of an unprecedented, unprecedented year. We're living through an exceptional time. We're going to see a bunch of macro trends come in and affect the crypto space quite significantly, Siren told Decrypt. One of these macro trends is inflation, according to Siren. Major, major, major economies across the globe have no choice but to allow for inflation. They have to come in with a credible threat of inflation or else money will sit on the sidelines, Siren said. This doesn't come as a surprise as Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced a new approach to inflation that can allow for rates higher than traditional 2% levels. As inflation rates continue to rise, Siren said consumers will feel the need to spend their cash before its value depreciates. This in turn means that people are looking for alternative investments including crypto. It's not only a different kind of asset, it's the only decoupled it's not only decoupled from the motion of other assets, but it also could have its own interest interest intrinsic value as the foundation of a new economy, Siren said. As the COVID-19 crisis continues, the macro trends also have potentially have the potential to also transform the use of promise of blockchain technology. I think blockchains are going to completely revolutionize the world and not in just some kind of superficial back office way, but in a way that impacts everybody, Sharon said. Wow. That's a big bold statement. But I'm 100%. That's what I keep. That's what I've been telling people for years. Okay, I've been saying that for years. I, I, for years. I mean, since I, I think, 
I, I would go as far back as when I first read Satoshi's white paper, which I highly recommend if you have not read Satoshi's white paper, it's only a few pages long. Read it and read it and read it. Read it multiple times, okay? Don't just read it once and say, hey, I read Satoshi's white paper. Read it until you truly understand what blockchain is. So when I read it, I wasn't amazed about what Bitcoin was. I was more amazed about what blockchain can do for the world. That's what just blew my mind. When I read that, I was like, wow, I need to get into this Bitcoin thing. So, yeah, that's what that's what happened. That's a little part of my history. Next news, read by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin Marketplace Pexful adds support for Tether. Peer-to-peer Bitcoin Marketplace Pexful now supports the... What is that? Be- beleaguered, beleaguered US dollar stablecoin Tether. Tether, also known as USDT, is the third largest cryptocurrency by market cap after Ethereum and Bitcoin. Paxful lets people use hundreds of different methods to pay for cryptocurrency, methods that range from Xbox Live gift cards to vouchers for Applebee's uh, to a Rustin Toyota Corolla whose tired treads hold memories that precede time itself. And now Tether, users can buy Tether on the platform or sell it in exchange for aforementioned 300 plus payment options including for Bitcoin itself. Tether is Paxful's second cryptocurrency payment method after Bitcoin. We consider this a big step for us since it's the first cryptocurrency other than Bitcoin we have on the platform, said Ryan Youssef, CEO and co-founder of Paxful. We hope that this can aid users to be more in control of their finances. Tether is currently under investigation by the New York Attorney General, which alleges that its sister company Bitfinex used its cash reserve to cover up not quite $1 billion hole in its financial left by a scandalous hack a couple years ago. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. But legal troubles or no, really? But legal troubles or no, Tether is big business. With a market cap of $14 billion, USDT is by far the largest stablecoin around. Yet, while the, yet why would people want to buy and sell Tether on Paxful when they could just as easily use more established platforms such as eBay to buy and sell goods and services in exchange for US dollars. A few reasons. First, since Tether acts as a one-on-one standard, stand-in for the US dollar, people often buy it to get their foot in crypto's doors before trading the coin for more volatile currencies like Bitcoin. That's true, 100% true. I use, That's technically what I do. I, a lot of the times I buy stable coins and trade them for other cryptocurrencies. If that's what I'm focused on, sometimes I'll just buy stable coins and put them on the Celsius network because that actually earns me a high interest yield. So right now, as of right now, today, you can earn a pretty dang good high interest yield on stable coins when you use the Celsius network. I'm talking about double digits. You're earning real high. So I'm just saying, if you got some savings and you're thinking about converting your fiat to, uh, to cryptos, I highly recommend it's a one for one you're not gonna lose money and you're not really gonna gain money if you're just holding it in a wallet but if you push it into Celsius network you will continuously earn compounded interest each and every single week on that stable coin and you're earning double digits you'll never ever see that in traditional banks heck tell me which bank will give you one two three four five percent come on we're talking about ten percent or more with stable coins that's a lot you're making bank with that so I'm just saying think about that by the way I do have a uh, referral link 
for my uh, uh, Celsius network uh, referral link. Yeah. Anyways, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, second, Paxful is popular in lots of places, notably several countries in Africa as well as India, where crypto can be hard to buy and where no money transfers are, ex- are expensive. Paxful is a peer-to-peer marketplace, making it easy to flog goods such as gift cards for tokens uh, that represent the worth of the US dollar. Okay. Uh, third, scams. Paxful is popular with scammers who can say pay for Bitcoin using a bunk Amazon gift card before waltzing away into the dark night. But wouldn't it be great if scammers didn't? have to concern themselves with the volatility of Bitcoin market. Okay, whatever its customers' reasons for wanting to buy Tether with Barnes & Noble gift cards, Paxful hopes to have struck a chord with its decision to support the stablecoin. Now, if only we could buy Bitcoin with our with our naval lint, <laughs> we'd have it made. Yes. Yes. Alright, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Ethereum Foundation hands out $3.8 million in grants. Wow. The Ethereum Foundation has announced a new round of grant given out as a part of its ecosystem support program, awarding the total of $3.884 million to 28 projects specializing in various spheres. Among the support projects is FOSS responders aimed at helping various open source efforts to cope with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. With the recent cancellation of open source events due to COVID-19, the futures of the FOSS community is unknown. The only way to sustain our community is together, and FOSS responders are here to help, says the project's website. The project offers help to startups that have events planned but that have been canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. As Decrypt reports, the Ethereum Foundation has previously awarded $2 million in funding to eight projects within the ecosystem and has created three bounties bounties offerings at least $15,000 in total various security related challenges overall its grants demonstrated a focus on scaling all right the full list of the ecosystem support support programs guarantees in Q2 2020 is available on the initiative's official website all right next news written by Liam Frost MasterCard to help central banks test their own digital currency international payment provider MasterCard has launched a virtual test environment to help central banks announce the world's test their central bank central bank digital currency cbdc said in announcement today today mastercard announced a proprietary virtual test environment for central banks to evaluate cbdc use cases the platform enables the simulation of issuance distribution and exchange of cbdc's between banks financial services providers and consumers said the company According to the announcement, the effort would allow banks to test whether CBDCs fit them and are feasible to be issued locally or regionally. The virtual platform can be individually customized to the environment in which the central bank operates, allowing them to simulate a CBDC issuance, distribution, and exchange ecosystem with banks and consumers, including how CBDCs can interface with existing payment networks and infrastructures, e.g. cards and real-time payments, said the announcement. The project also aims to demonstrate how a central bank digital currency could be used in everyday life and what forms are feasible in the current market. Central banks have accelerated their exploration of digital currencies with a variety of objectives, from fostering financial inclusions to modernizing the payment ecosystem, said Raj. Whoa, what's that last name? How do you say that? Da. Da. Damadharan. Damadharan. Executive Vice President president of digital asset and blockchain products and partnership at MasterCard. 
As Decrypt reported, MasterCard's competitor Visa has laid out its platform agnostic approach to crypto and blockchain recently. It is time for the big payment companies to cement their place in the crypto industry. I think it is. I think it is. Finally, <clears throat> next news written by Andrew Hayward. Barstool Sports Dave Porno isn't done with Bitcoin just yet. Uh, again? Just weeks after Dave Portnoy ended his whirlwind crypto deliance by dumping more than $1 million worth of Bitcoin, the outspoken Barstool Sports president says he will be back in the crypto market. He just needs to figure it out first. In a segment during his daily his daily Dave Trader stock market stream this morning, Portnoy spoke about his nearing 20 year of working in the internet business and the people he interacted with over that time. Crypto people are just about the most enjoyable group of people I have ever encountered, he said. They're effing crazy. They're crazy on social media. They're crazy on Twitter. They have the same effing personality I do. They're gamblers at heart. They slant. They can laugh at themselves. And they just want to make money. I will be in crypto, Portnoy continued. My heart is crypto, but I just gotta figure it out. Right now, I'm dealing with the stock market. He also touched on some of his other previous crypto investments, affirming his love for Chainlink and its devoted Link Marines while dismissing fans of Orchid, which he still pronounced as Orchard. Orchard. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Okay, next news written by Alexander Beckrens. SushiSwap set to drain nearly $1 billion from rival Uniswap. Ooh, 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 okay, there's nearly a billion dollars in Ethereum-based tokens on the move right now. As one of the most important sagas in decentralized finance yet, SushiSwap versus leading DeFi exchange Uniswap enters its next chapter. SushiSwap, the Uniswap clone with yield farming rewards and distributed governance, will soon be operational. Following the winding tale of anonymous development, an alleged exit scam, and ultimately the transfer of control over the DEX to the owner of an existing existing centralized exchange. It's a story that shows just how complicated the Wild West DeFi can be, and the debates over centralization, open source smart contracts, and liquidity rewards are far from settled. The SushiSwap migration will transfer tokens currently being provided as liquidity for token swaps on Uniswap into, into new SushiSwap liquidity pools, creating a new entirely destination for decentralized token swaps. At the moment, there's roughly $830 million in tokens on the move. Before the migration, Sushi tokens, which will be used in decentralized governance decisions for the protocol, were acquired by staking so-called LP tokens, which were received by users for depositing liquidity pools onto the original Uniswap. Using deposited LP tokens, the SushiSwap migrations will transfer tokens currently deposited in Uniswap to the SushiSwap DEX one pool at a time. When completed, liquidity providers will go on receiving the same Sushi rewards. Instead of making distrib distributions based on the activity of the original Uniswap, however, SushiSwap will be a fully functional community-owned competitor to Uniswap, providing token swap on its very own, albeit cloned, platform. Uniswap's LP tokens prove that users are providing liquidity on the platform in the days and weekends. Leading up to the SushiSwap migrations, more than half of all Uniswap LP tokens were deposited into SushiSwap's pre-mig- Half? That's crazy! Deposited into SushiSwap's pre-migration program. That's crazy! 
SushiSwap has generated considerable controversy after the anonymous developer Chef Nomi dumped sushi tokens designated as a developer fund and converted them into ETH. The action was seen by many in the DeFi community as a betrayal of the project. If Chef Nomi really believed in what he was building, it follows that he would retain value in the native protocol token or at the very least not convert all dev holdings into ETH in a single shot. The move also crashed the price of sushi, sushi tokens, spooking holders and reducing the incentive to continue participating in the project. Following Chef Nomi's dump, control of SushiSwap was eventually transferred to Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of the centralized exchange FTX. Following the ongoing migration, Bankman-Fried plans to transfer control of the multi-sig wallet, a kind of crypto wallet that requires multiple individuals to sign off on any payments or transfers. These signatories will in turn be bound by the will of sushi holders to execute governance decisions. The SushiSwap table combines several ongoing themes in the DeFi space, clone projects centralized versus decentralized control, and of course the competing incentives offered by the dizzying array of yield farming opportunities. In the migration, If the migration is successful, however, it's likely to lend credence to the idea that anonymous teams are a significant red flag for any projects. What's more, for some, it may even be evidence that a measure of centralized control, at least for a time, is a trade-off worth accepting in order to successfully develop and launch new DeFi products. Update 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The sushi shop migration was completed a few minutes after 3 p.m. Eastern Time, according to a tweet from Bankman Freed. As a result, liquidity lockup in Uniswap has been slashed by nearly 70% from $1.7 billion to just over $540 million. Having now been transferred over to its competitor, that's how quickly things can change in the, def- in the world of DeFi. Whoa, man. Yikes. Yikes. Let me read that last part again. Okay, slow. As a result, liquidity locked up in Uniswap. Underline, make that bold. Okay, liquidity locked up in Uniswap has been slashed by nearly 70% from $1.7 billion to just over $540 million, having now been transferred over to its competitors. That's how quickly things can change in the world of DeFi. That is crazy. That's crazy. Whoa, man. That means Uniswap is dead. That's it. I don't know how Uniswap's going to survive. That's it. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Amid stablecoin boom, Coinbase's USDC expands to Algorand. The second most popular US dollar pegged stablecoin USDC today found a new home on the Algorand blockchain. This means that the stablecoin developed by Center, a partnership between leading US crypto exchange Coinbase and payment firm Circle, has finally reduced its reliance on Ethereum, the other major blockchain network that housed USDC since announcing its intention to migrate in June. Stablecoins are a huge part of the cryptocurrency economy. They are a kind of foot in the door that lets people store crypto without the risk of volatility. This is useful useful for people waiting to put money into various decentralized finance protocols or to trade between other cryptocurrencies with ease. More than $1.8 billion worth of USDC is in circulation today with almost a billion dollars minted in the past three months. According to Coinmetrics, the value of USDC transferred each week hits a new record. This past week, due to the rise of DeFi or decentralized finance non-custodial services, 
USDC's prominence is dwarfed by Tether or USDT which has a market cap of $14.3 billion. The migration to Algorand took place because Centre, the consortium that produces USDC, wants to reduce the coin's reliance on Ethereum, the blockchain network that houses the vast majority of DeFi products and whose native cryptocurrency is second largest by market capitalization. This is because Ethereum is slow, fit to burst, and widely expensive to use. There is a tremendous need for blockchain infrastructure that can scale to support significantly higher transaction throughput and lower fees, said Centre in a statement today. It hopes to find happiness in Algorand, which supports over 1,000 transactions per second, compared to Ethereum's 14, and transaction fees of a fraction of a penny to Ethereum's high average transaction cost, which last week peaked at $14. That is insane. Expanding USDC from Ethereum. See, I want. Man. Okay, they're talking about $14 per transaction. I remember when I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done doing transactions because it reached $1. That's. I mean, it should never got that high to begin with. But $14? That's insane. Come on. I, I'm telling you right now, I am not moving any of my Ethereum blockchain tokens right now they're 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 sitting right where they're at and i'm fine right, right i'm not gonna sp it's crazy i look i was actually earlier today i was considering maybe i should move some some around just so i can so i can consolidate some some of my crypto um into the into the celsius network right uh but 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 i was looking at the fees and i go no it's okay it's not it's not that bad. i don't need it right then and there i can wait I can wait it out. No worries. Uh, let's see. Expanding USDCs from Ethereum to additional blockchains like Algorand will ensure USDCs has the flexibility to support everything from emerging DeFi projects to large-scale, large T-scale financial institutions, said Alessia Haas, chief financial officer at Coinbase, in a statement. To be clear, it's not leaving Ethereum, just expanding to Algorand. The new blockchain network is the poster child of Center's multi-chain USDC framework, announced in June that represents its effort to get USDC onto new blockchains into the hands of more developers and sanctioned by regulators and institutional investors. This is the defining milestone for frictionless mainstream payments as well as sophisticated financial applications, said Silvio Micali, founder of Algorand Inc. In a statement, this launch brings together the convenience of USDC and an advanced protocol for global financial exchange in which layer one smart contracts are as simple and secure as ordinary payments. Okay, that was it. So when when is when is it gonna happen? There's no actual date. Interesting. Did it already happen? Maybe it happened already. Interesting. Um so does that mean I can use wait a minute, hold on. So I do hold some USDC in some wallets. I'm kind of curious. How do I use the Algorand, Algorand blockchain to move that for those fees into my Celsius network wallet? Hmm, question mark, question mark. I, I'm serious. I, I, I'm, I use Celsius network a lot. That's like my go-to place. Okay, that's 100%. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. IRS spends $250,000 on analytics tools as crypto focus grows. 
The United States International Revenue Services, IRS, eye on cryptocurrency has grown over the last couple years and in recent months the government agency has both spent money on cryptocurrency tracing tools and put out a call for additional ones. Today we learned that the IRS has dropped nearly $250,000 on a contract with a relatively unknown firm, Blockchain Analytics and Tax Services, LLC. The contract began yesterday, while details are thin on the extent of the arrangement, SAM.gov, which makes federal contracts detailing public, notes that it's for a 12-month subscription for 120 users. As noted by Cointelegraph, the firm's only previous contract with the United States government is a $9,800 fee from the United States Treasuries for serving as an expert witness. Just last week, the IRS Criminal Investigations Unit put out a fresh call for firms developing tracing tools for privacy-centric coins such as Monero, as well as Layer 2 transactions protocol such as Bitcoin Lightning Network. It's more robust version of a similar request that the IRS issued back in July. An agency representative tells Cointelegraph that this new contract is unrelated to the request. Uh, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. By the way, that whole thing with uh, Trix and Monero, I was reading another article earlier today and um, <clears throat> by some other developers. And they straight up said, you know what, they tried looking through the code and whoever wrote the news article was just pretty much making some FUD uh, because it's still untraceable even with the current code that they have. So basically Monero is still a pure privacy token, so there's no need to worry about that. So if you have Monero, don't panic. There was an article that came out, I don't know, a day or two ago that uh, that there was some... um, tracing tools that can trace uh, Monero transactions back to uh, whoever's holding those those Monero tokens. So as of right now, you don't need to worry about that. Um, I personally trust developers that actually read code than somebody than a reporter that's writing an article. Alright, that's that's the way I lean. Next news written by Solana Price. Oh sorry. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Solana price jumps by by over 33% an hour after Tether edition. <clears throat> Interesting. <clears throat> USDT, the stablecoin otherwise known as Tether, will soon be integrated on the Solana blockchain network, according to announcement from Tether and the Solana Foundation. Solana, a proof-of-stake blockchain for building decentralized applications, say, says in, integrating Tether on its network will allow USDT holders to transact on the network faster and cheaper. If the cryptocurrency market is an indication, many agree that the addition adds value to Solana. Um, okay. Okay, sure. Next news, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin, gold, and the S&P 500 are increasingly correlated. Yeah, yeah, I can I can say that, sure. Mm-hmm. Gold is usually considered a hedge against speculative investment. Right now, Bitcoin price is highly correlated with both gold and stock prices. Why is BTC good for bulls and bears at the same time? As government struggles to revitalize their economies while simultaneously halting the spread of coronavirus, hard commodities, those commodities that are mined or extracted have become popular investments for experts and amateurs alike who fear a possible loss of their purchasing power. Gold, of course, is the commodity par uh, par excellence when it comes to storing value. In fact, during the coronavirus pandemic, the precious metal reached an all-time high in price and it's still climbing. Its trading activity has been increasing since last year, but the massive printing of money by the US government has extended the price spike. 
Over the last several months, Bitcoin has also emerged as an alternative store of value to gold. Its price embarked on the bull run, even recovering from a crash during COVID-19 outbreak. In fact, over the last two months, gold and Bitcoin price cor correlation has increased to a record high, meaning their price movements have become more similar. Interesting. Well, you know what? Nah, that's Yeah, I can see that happening. Sure. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. DeFi, stablecoins push Ethereum past Bitcoin and economic activity. The adjusted weekly value of Ethereum trades have surpassed that of Bitcoin for the first time since early 2018, according to a new report published today by market analytics firm Coinmetrics. On Saturday, the 7th, the average adjusted transfer value Coinmetrics formal term for the metric that tries to capture the true economic output of the Ethereum market, a little like a gross domestic product of a country, hits $3, oh, not $3, $3.08 billion for Ethereum. Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, hits $3.01 billion. ETH traders sustain the victory for the subsequent two-day, according to the firm. The metric excluded quick trades. Ethereum's daily volume is $17 million, but instead tries to weed out outputs represents a legitimate economic transfer value. Coinmetrics attributes to its obvious, to the obvious, the rise of DeFi or decentralized finance. DeFi re refers to non-custodial financial services such as decentralized lending protocols, stablecoins, and synthetic stocks. Okay, scrolling on down, do, 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 do. let's see, let's read the last section. The recent activity is probably a sign of red-hot interest in the DeFi space. Charles Bovard Bor of Quantum Economics told Decrypt, USDC allows people to have exposure to the DeFi space while bypassing the inherent volatility. Its integration with various protocols has led to significant network effects in its use and adoption, said Alary. Denise or Dennis Dennis Vinokurov, head of research at Digital Assets Prime Broker Bitquant, added that USDC is cheaper to borrow on top DeFi lending protocols than that the DeFi native stablecoins die. Even with the recent capital outflow, outflow, it remains cheaper to borrow USDC on Aave at 6.4% APY versus DAI at 7.47 APY, he told Decrypt. But whether it's USDC or a different coin, decentralized finance protocols and the stablecoins that often enable them are driving Ethereum's rise. Stablecoins have become an integral part of the broader DeFi infrastructure, and this trend is expected to accelerate, said Vin... How do you say his name? Vino... Vino, Vino Kurov. Vino Kurov. Alright, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. How a DeFi trader made $290,000 with just $200. A week after turning $200. A week? Just one week? No way. Come on. A week after turning $200 into $290,000 with the click of a button, the DeFi users. The DeFi user behind the coop came clean. I am the malicious actor who pulled the rug on innocent chads, tweeted the pseudonymous trader named Amplify. A chad, if you're wondering, is a powerful man who effortlessly sleeps with lots of women. In this case, Amplify drew power from effortlessly exploiting a bug in the derivatives of Wi-Fi. The governance token that powers the Yearnda Finance DeFi protocol, or as Amplify puts it, accidentally pulled a rug on thousands of people by exploiting a bug I didn't know existed. 
Ooh, man. Amplify coming out hard. The product Amplify claims to have ripped off its so-called soft yarn finance, whose sole purpose is to track the price of Wi-Fi. S-Wi-Fi has a rebase mechanism, meaning that its protocol resets the price every time its derivatives from Wi-Fi. It, it deviates. It deviates from Wi-Fi. It achieves this by destroying or minting tokens from the balance of its holders. On September 3rd, S-Wi-Fi's rebase function messed up. Amplifying reports, Amplify reported the player, the play-by-play -play via tweet. So there I am, two minutes before rebase, with my two S Wi-Fi I bought for $100 each, waiting for my key to this aforementioned citadel of confusion. They then looked at Uniswap, a decentralized exchange that supports S Wi-Fi trading, when they noted two S Wi-Fi turns into 15,551 and subsequently subsequently oh man subsequently subsequently the price quote for these tokens being over 740 eth 740 eth was about $250,000 at the time of amplify's transactions and has gone higher whoa amplify's first thought this is a ui bug it's going to bait me into sending a transaction i know will fail because of insufficient output amount. Amplify second thought, okay fine, if it doesn't work, they'd just lose 20 to $50 of fees. It worked! The transactions given to Amplify but taken away from everyone else, the product has since collapsed. Amplify, who said they worked a, at a minimum wage job at the time, clarifies that they didn't mean to do anything malicious. I saw an opportunity, or trade if you will, and I took it. If Amplify didn't exploit it, someone else would have. What? That's crazy! Not that there's much guilt, Amplify told Decrypt. It seems clear from the beginning that the community for S Wi-Fi was there simply to make money. In a community full of traders, it's reasonable to assume that no one did much due diligence in the team or the credibility. People still rightfully believe the devs failed to audit their code and produce a buggy product. If no one faults, it's no one's fault but their own, Amplify told Decrypt. Amplify <clears throat> said that they have a bounty over their head and that friends are worried about their safety. Amplify sent one friend a finder's fee for introducing them to S Wi-Fi. So his address was clearly implicated in the crime at the time, they said. Now much richer, life has changed for Amplify. They quit their day job and said they had given about $10,000 to a Gitcoin grant. I've worked a minimum job wage for most of my life, they told Decrypt. If I can intelligently apply this wealth properly, I can ensure my family will not struggle for basic needs like a running car. Most of the money, though, is going straight back into Wi-Fi's vaults. The actual Wi-Fi this time. What? But their pledge of innocence remains. I didn't know this. I didn't know this bug in S Wi-Fi existed. I simply pressed a button because I saw something unbelievable on the other side, they tweeted. Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I would actually. I mean, I kind of want to see what he's talking about because I don't. I don't. I mean, I I have never traded that the the Wi-Fi token, so I don't know what he's talking about or what she's talking about. But interesting, interesting. So yes, if I saw an opportunity where I can exchange two for 
$250,000? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. Hands down. I would do that. No question asked. Absolutely. Next news. And I, and I hope nobody... Truly, truly, truly. 100%. 100%. I hope nobody does figure out who Amplify is. Because like, like Amplify is saying, for their safety, for the family's safety, for their friends' safety... That's the biggest thing is that people will retaliate. People will come and harass you. People will come and do harm to you if they know who you are. You're taking someone else's money. Whether you like it or not, it, it, somebody else put their money in to try to earn interest off of that as well. Unfortunately, they didn't get their money back. And Amplify just just maximized that, 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 that dollar value, right? Um, so I hope nobody finds out who Amplify is. So Amplify, I wish you all the best. Congratulations. And do what you keep doing. I salute you. Um, by the way, I, I don't, I 100%, I don't consider that criminal. I'm not like a judge or anything, you know, uh, or an attorney. But I don't see that as anything criminal. Okay? If, if Wi-Fi messed up their code... And there's two tokens. And this is the way I understand it. If, there, if he has two tokens, if Amplify has two tokens, and it says, hey, we'll pay you out $250,000, are you willing to take it? Absolutely. Here, here, here you go. Bing. I'm pushing that button right now. Boom. Pay me out. Absolutely. I don't see that being criminal. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be upset about that because, you know, the, the code messed up and it took their money. And ended up pushing it to Amplify. It is what it is. Amplify, doing a good thing. It sounds like you're doing a good thing. It sounds like you can try to put money back into the commu- into the crypto community. That's a, that's even a more bl- like that's a blessing right there. You know, if you end up doing that, that's awesome. Jump on my podcast. I really wanna. I really wanna um, just just dig into your dig into your mind and, and and try to understand where you're coming from with all this. Next news. Oh, no, I'm running out of time. I better hurry up. Um, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Decentralized data firm wants to take on fake news. Uh, decentralized finance data company, The Graph, is working to fight fake news. The Graph, a San Francisco-based company that organizes information on Ethereum blockchain so dApps can have easy access to it, said in the blog post today that it's working on making public data available to all and that this will help combat fake news. How does it work? It's complex stuff, but The Graph says the idea is that people would be able to rely on global data sources that would be audible for news, events, contents, financial data, and other information sharing. Right now, a lot of data is guarded by difficult and difficult and easily access and makes and makes sense of. Market data, for example, is held by a handful of top organizations such as Bloomberg and Reuters, who have the resources to collect, analyze, and disseminate the data for a hefty price. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, scroll on down. Um, all of which is... Okay. Okay, anyways, next news. Uh, written by Jeff Benson. USB and Barclays Digital Settlement Coin Project Delays. Uh, last June, Barclays Banco Santander Credit Suisse Group AG and another 10 of the biggest banks in the world announced that they have poured 50 million pounds into the project that would create digital asset versions of the US dollar, Canadian dollar, British pound, Japanese yen, and the euro. The plan was that those digital currencies would be ready by this year. As it turns out, the project won't be arriving until at least 2021. The project called fin- Finality was the brainchild of USB Group AG, a Switzerland-based investment bank. It managed to bring 
its erstwhile competitors aboard because they would all benefit from the project's ultimate goal, faster and cheaper settlements. Settlements is often laborious process by which finance institutions clear transactions so that everybody in the payment payments ecosystem gets the money they're owed. Basically, it involves moving money from one buyer's account to a seller's account minus the fees for credit cards processing and the other banks that made the transaction possible. Originally known as the utility settlement coin, finality was to make the whole process much, much simpler and speedier. Okay, blah, 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 scroll on down. Uh, the US, Canada, Japan, UK, and Europe have all studied or are studying central bank digital currency CBDCs, which would be different from those privately created ones. In July, for instance, the Bank of Japan Department Director General told a Japanese newspaper that the central bank was moving forward with CBDCs, though he didn't state when it might be ready. Okay, all right, cool. We're done, we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done. Wow. I'm starting, I'm starting to, 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 to make this podcast pretty long. But then again, there's a lot more news articles. There's a ton more news articles that are coming out. A lot more uh, a lot more people writing news articles. There's so much news. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. So, anyways. Yeah, we're finally done. Finally, we got it. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, if you're still, if you're still at that, at, at that, beginner phase and you're just you're just hearing me and you're trying to figure out and you're just studying about cryptos and you're trying to figure out if you should convert your fiat aka your dollars your euros your yens your wands you know <clears throat> your rupees if you're still looking to exchange your currency into crypto i provide a few links for you to check out and on top of that you actually get some money back for depositing you know, you're, 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 you're buying crypto, but they also give you some additional free crypto. It's like 10 or 20 bucks. That's good money right there. I like that. That's free money? Heck yeah. And actually, I did do that. I used someone else's referral code when I, when I, jumped, when I did it. And guess what? I got, I got me some good money right there. Free money. Free crypto. You can't, you can't beat that. That's awesome. Um, and I, by the way, with that free crypto, I just put it onto the Celsius Network. And I'm earning compounded interest, which goes to my next referral code, which is if you're looking for a way to earn compounded interest on your crypto, you can use the Celsius network. I highly recommend it. I think it's my number one safe haven to go to to deposit your cryptos and earn compounded interest. So you're earning crypto on crypto. That's awesome. I don't want dollars for cryptos. I want crypto for crypto because to me, as you as you've been hearing all these news articles, the dollar is being devalued every single day by a lot. Crypto is going strong and steady. It's going up. I'm earning crypto on crypto, and I 100% highly recommend that to everyone. Earn crypto on crypto using my referral code. That's what I'm just saying. I, I don't I don't mind a little kickback. You you also get you also so not only do you earn a nice little chunk of um, free money from converting your your fiat into crypto, but you also earn an additional bonus from moving your crypto to Celsius to earn more crypto. They give you another bonus there, so you're earning double bonus. I mean that's free 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 i love it i love it i love it so with that said cryptonauts whoa i'm out of time i'm out of here i'll catch y'all on the next one adios